I'm Minnie Latif and I'm Australia's beauty boss and this is the business behind the beauty. You see, it doesn't just take a village, it takes a pack of wolves to hunt through the business world and after 10 years in the beauty industry, I'm going to give my wolf gang the true story behind what it really takes to run your own hustle. Together, we will survive the highs and lows of the dirty word entrepreneurship. So plug in and escape. These next moments are all yours. Westside for life. Enjoy the episode. Welcome back, ladies and gents. This is officially episode number four of the business behind the beauty. And it is the very first time that I'm actually recording quite late at night. So I've put the bubba back to sleep, not back to sleep, down to sleep. And um, it's the only opportunity I've had today to record. So um, I'm committed to do to doing these podcasts. So here I am very late at night. And I've been kind of contemplating for the last couple of days what the topic would be for this particular episode. And I think I'm just going to let it be really natural with what's been happening this week. And I can really honestly say we're into our 11th year here at Ottoman 3, um, my baby, my small business. And um, it's probably been the worst week of our history yeah I think we're gonna need a little sound effect right there oh my god (laughs) it's been tough man let me tell you it has been tough at every angle things have been falling apart and what's most shocking to me is that I've probably uh, prepared the business as best I could for risk aversion. And I'm really, um, I I would dare say in the best place mentally as well to tackle anything that's coming our way. But boy, oh boy, I mean, the things that have been happening is so unpredictable and and nothing that I could have ever imagined to have happened. And uh, it's all kind of coming tumbling down. So I'm just going to take you guys on the journey with me on this one because I don't know what else to do. Let's do it. All right. Well, there is many, many breaks in the system right now, but I'm going to be really frank and honest with you guys because I did commit to this as well. I don't want to fluff things around and talk in circles because I'm afraid of what consequences might happen. I am actually afraid of the consequences, but I'm going to do it anyway because the whole purpose of this podcast is to be really truthful about what it really takes to build a business in the beauty industry and the highs and the lows. And at the moment, we're in the lows. We, we really, really are. And what's most sad to me is that we are actually in our 11th year. So look, here it is. I've spoken extensively um, in blogs, in vlogs, in YouTube vlogs, uh, and I've touched a little bit on it on the podcast and in speaking engagements and stuff like that. But we're absolutely in a recession. Um, some call it the silent recession. Some are calling it the retail recession. Call it whatever 
you want, it is a recession. Um, And I beg of you to just take stock of your own spending and compare the way that you use your disposable income, say today versus even two years ago. If you really pay attention, you'll notice that we've all become a little more uh, conscious of our disposable income. And even if it hasn't been reduced as such, you're becoming more aware. Um, everyone seems to put a lot of the energy on the real estate market, but truth be told, it's really starting in the retail area of where the cracks are showing. And I do believe that in 2020 is when we're going to see a lot of the SMEs, the small to medium enterprises really start to collapse. And it's the ones that are not managed well are going to go first. You can hold on in a time where the economy is doing well, but when the economy starts to crumble around, it's only the strongest that survive. So I guess I'm being a little bit hard on myself and on my company right now because things are not turbulent in a in we're not at a point where we're about to crash by any means but I'm so careful to make sure that when things get worse we have enough foundation in place that you know we survive and I'm very very concerned for 2020 and 2021 so I'm just being very, very cautious. One of our shopping centers that we have a store in is under mass construction, which is fantastic because at the end of the construction, a whole bunch of new stores and um, a marketplace and a new uh, sort of supermarket and all those type of things are going to come in, which quite simply means that the foot traffic is going to increase because we're right in the center of all of what's been developed right now. But that's the long-term gain. And, you know, you look forward to that, but the short-term pain is that the construction has mean meant that, um, a lot of the section has been closed off. And that simply means that people no longer park around there or even shop around there. So we're kind of in this almost like a T intersection where people don't even bother walking down uh, because there's just not much activity down there. And that has actually reduced our foot traffic by 32%. And that is huge, guys. Um, You have to understand our business is a brow bar. We're a walk-in only business. So we actually rely on people walking in. Um, We don't take appointments. So if the foot traffic isn't around, it does have a direct impact. I mean, a lot of our customers, of course, are regulars. And in fact, majority of our customers are regulars. But if they're finding it difficult to find parking and there's nothing else going on around that area, then they find alternatives. And that certainly is what's happened. Now, any business should be able to take a hit for the short term if there is a long term gain. I'm going to quote the landlord at this point. You should be able to take a hit, but understand that the long-term gain is, you know, something that uh, you're going to benefit by. And, you know, you sit here as a small business and think, well, at what point am I meant to be taking a hit at the own, at the cost and at the risk of my business, not maybe surviving the long-term benefit. And I mean, if these bills take up to a year, which they will be, then how am I to really survive 
when I've had my business for so many years run at a certain rate and now I suddenly have to operate at 32% less you know, in, in foot traffic, which obviously equals a really ridiculous amount of loss in revenue. I mean, it is all, all bad. So there's that. <laughs> uh, we opened another new store late last year. So we're almost about to hit a one year anniversary with that store. And to be honest, it just has not taken off like all of our other stores. Um, I usually give a new location about a year to ramp up. Um, but we generally ramp in at about the eighth and ninth month mark. We're, we're doing quite well by then. Um, and this one just hasn't done so. And there's multiple reasons. But ultimately, it's a different um, footprint of type of retail space. It's a, um, a high street environment as opposed to a shopping center. And then you've got issues like the retail recession and obviously branding and marketing and all of that. You have to take some uh, responsibility for that as well. So let's talk about that. Um I haven't gone public with this, but we have been working for many, many a month on our rebranding campaign. It's so exciting. I've got one of the best agencies in Australia working on this. Um, and we're still going to be Ottoman three brow bar, but we've completely, uh, rebranded and really repositioned ourselves. So when you see us, it has a really strong message. Um, and it's, it's just so beautiful guys. And we're so close. We're right at the tail end of launching. However, um, as the numbers have not been so good for the last few months, which we never predicted was going to be happening to us because it was unbeknown to us that these renovations were going to take place. We've taken such a hit that we really have to make some difficult calls. And some of those calls are, uh, freezing a number of projects and that's one of them. Um, and it breaks my heart. It really, truly breaks my heart because I, you know, one, it is absolutely necessary. I, I look at the branding of Ottoman three right now, which is 10 years old. And, and it's really evident that we need a facelift. Let's face it, guys, we all need a little bit of help. Um, after years and years and years, uh, everyone can do with a bit of a stylist to come in to put it mildly for my brand. And we still get compliments on the brand today, but uh, now that I know what it's about to look like and it's so bloody gorgeous and I'm so proud of the work and the agency so proud of the work. It's, it's just been a real, um, yeah, it's been a real privilege to, to see it develop from obviously from nothing once upon a time to, to where we are today, but to not be able to launch it right now because of the unforeseen circumstances really taking precedence it's utterly heartbreaking. And at first I just couldn't accept that something like a renovation would stop, uh, clients from coming in. I actually took it much more personally than that. So I went in and I went in on a really regular basis to go and see firsthand. And as you, a lot of you guys know, I, I'm not on the floor. I, I haven't been working on the floor for many years, but I do uh, go into the stores every week and I do spot checks, but predominantly I work from the office. Um, tonight I'm working from the lounge room. Um, but 
I went in a lot more than I usually do because things were getting really serious, you know? So I was like, what's going on? My, my first thing is, what are we doing wrong? I, I take the blame. I think I've done something wrong and I need to identify and I, and I couldn't. And I thought perhaps we've, we've slacked up with our quality of service and our level of our technique. I don't know what it is. I mean, no one said that to us, but let's go and have a look. And I walk into these stores in every of my locations. I don't just go to one. I, I go to all of them to see what the the feedback is from directly from the customer to see what the patterns are. And I say to my team, every time I come back to the office the next day, I go in to try and identify the breaks so we can figure out how to improve because obviously we're doing something wrong if the numbers are going downward. And all I get from the customers is just this beautiful feedback. And in fact, it's like, it's not just, oh no, I'm happy. It's detailed. It's stuff like, oh, I've been coming to you since you guys have been open at my high point back in the day. And I just, I've followed you guys around when you've opened a different store. I just follow the stores around or, you know, I've been buying products from you since you've since you've launched your first collection, can't wait for the next one. Can you tell me when the next thing is coming out and all that type of stuff. And, um, I brought my sister, I brought my mother, you know, I've brought my friends along and it's just beautiful. Oh, I love your brow artist. The, you know, I would never let anyone else touch my brows and everyone's got a brow story, a brow horror story, should I say. That's probably a podcast in itself as well. Um, you know, and I know what it's like to go somewhere else and have things ruined and, you know, I trust you guys and it's all the stuff you want to hear as a business owner. So I keep going back to the office the next days and saying, I can't figure out what's going on. Like I'm, I'm wide open to the criticism. I'm, I'm ready for it. I go in expecting it because, you know, numbers are going down and I have to keep going back to saying there, you know, obviously we can always improve. No one should be ever that arrogant about their business to think that everything is perfect. Hells no. Um, we're working very, very hard to always improve and if not perfect our model. But ultimately, speaking directly to the customer, they're not giving me anything. They just aren't. And I do say, um, and this number hasn't hasn't tweaked at all in, in years and years, but we do get complaints and our complaint rate is one in 1,300 brows. So um, I'm really delighted with that. And I see every single complaint that comes through. We go through them on Mondays. Um, for the last two weeks, nothing has come through. So in fact, the ratio would be even higher now. Um, but on average, generally, I um, it's one in 1300. Um, and I just, and those complaints guys could be anything from, I'm not happy with your operating hours, or I, you know, I came in, um, in the last hour of your trade and I was declined because there was a queue and I don't think that's fair and stuff like that, as opposed to, which is really important stuff. And we look at that to see if we can readjust our rosters and all that kind of stuff. But it's not like stuff like you guys are, the worst thing in the whole world. You need to shut your doors down. <laughs> like it's not stuff like that. Right. So 
In one particular area, we know definitely it's the renovations that have impacted us. Um, in another area, we just know that it's not just us. So we go and we speak to other businesses in the center and everyone is feeling it. There's not one retailer in not one industry that is not fe- feeling it. They're saying that it's the food industry that is um, somewhat immune immune to to what's going on in in the economy but I don't think I agree with that all that much everyone is feeling it so certainly from a shopping center point of view the high streets have a very unique footprint of how their businesses run so for the first time ever in the history of Ottoman three and in the history of myself, I've actually gone to the landlords and asked for support. And what I've received back, um, not all of the landlords, my, may I add, um, but most of them um, have just sort of gone, suck it up, sweetheart. You're just going to have to figure it out. Uh, they didn't use those words guys, but I am summarizing and it pretty much is that sentiment. And I'm actually gobsmacked because I do not know what they are thinking. If you are not going to move with what's going on. So it's struggle town out there, right? Let's forget about me just in general. I mean, just think about right now, how many four lease signs you have seen just today, let alone recently. I mean, it's everywhere. It's super evident. Everywhere you look is an opening of four lease signs, particularly on the high streets. But people are closing on the regs and it's just getting worse. Um, a lot of businesses are becoming more and more, uh, for the one of a better word, risk averse. And so what ends up happening is people just don't open stores. So landlords are refusing to adjust their pricing and actually preferring to have vacant properties as opposed to assisting existing businesses And this is just shocking to me. Um, The government, I mean, where do we go with that one? One of the taxes, and we all pay crazy tax. It doesn't matter what industry we're all in. Everyone complains about the tax in Australia. And I'm the first to say, you know, um, compared to, say, the US, where they pay very little tax, tax in comparison, but, you know, walk the streets and the footpaths and, you know, you start to realise why. And the infrastructure here in Australia, particularly Melbourne, where I'm from, it, it's pretty bloody good, but it comes at a price, right? And that's uh, it's a big can of worms that I'm opening up right now, but where I'm going with this is one of the taxes, because we pay, we pay multiple different types of levies, um, one's called payroll tax. And payroll tax basically means that once you have wages that you're paying wages after a certain amount, and I think it's $650,000, once you reach that amount, then the government punishes you by slapping on another tax. And I'm like, so I'm being punished for employing more people. So I'm being punished because I've taken off people from the unemployment queue, therefore taking the pressure off the government, but then the government makes me pay for that on top. 
It's just crazy to me. And it's one of the taxes that genuinely, genuinely doesn't make sense to me. I mean, I know most of them you probably don't agree with, but that's the one that's probably the most insulting of them all. So, you know, we got that bill recently as well. So it's tough guys. And, um, I typically have a much more positive tone when, um, recording these podcasts and I'm not even sure if I'm going to launch this one. Maybe I'm just having a bit of a whinge tonight and leaving it at that. But, um, I do think it is, it is necessary to demystify, um, you know, what really happens. On top of everything else, from a personal point of view, uh, touch wood, my immediate family, we're all good, we're healthy, but um, my friends and family have had some horrific experiences in the last week or two, and and it's not just one person, but it's been a few people, and I've had such bad news and I've received such bad news, and I just think, man, as we get older, the news gets heavier, you know, the, the phone calls you get from your friends and family of the bad news. I mean, the news is bad, bad, like heavy, heavy stuff. And I just cannot believe that as we age, um, and I, this may sound crazy and you guys may have, you know, you guys may think I'm crazy for thinking this, but when I was younger, I just thought as I get older, life will get easier, you know, cause I'll be wiser and all that kind of stuff. And it just isn't the, the case. It, it is getting harder and the stakes are higher and the pain is deeper. It really is. So, um, it's really tough to see people I love suffering, um, so deeply right now. And I sit here and just have a lot of gratitude for the fact that in my world, um, things are really good. I mean, I did just bitch and moan about the business side of things, but, um, what counts most is, is health because health is wealth. And that's what I care about most, but, um, man, it's tough. And if you're out there feeling, um, a, a certain kind of way and you've got, you know, your plate is really full and life is feeling really heavy and, and quite suffocating right now. Um, what I can say is it will pass. I mean, it's one of my favorite sayings in Turkish, um, Buddha Gececek, you know, uh, it's so simple, but it's so true. Just think about another hard chapter that you had experienced in your life and you're still here, you know, and, and you did get through it and, um, you just have to know that everything will pass. doesn't matter how deeply it hurts and, and what's going on and, and time heals a lot. So yeah, I'm feeling you guys. Um, hit me up, slide into my DM on my Instagram. Let me know what's going on. I love chatting to my Wolfgang. I am so into everything that's going on in your worlds. Um, my Instagram is Australia's Beauty Boss. Love to hear from you. And let's figure this crap out all together. Um, what I would like to end on is talk to a friend if things are are pretty heavy for you. And if you don't have one, hit me up. I'll chat to you. 
and in reference to business, let's really make a huge effort to support small business, guys. Um, A lot of people are doing it so rough right now. Um, If a friend or a family or someone, just someone you know of, has their side hustle going on, just buy something, one little thing. You don't realize how much of an impact that actually can have. It's not just the revenue that you're giving to them, but it's the hope and it's the purpose that gets reignited. It is such a big deal. So guys, go and support in every way that you can. I love you all so, so much. I'll pick up the energy for the next one. I promise. I promise. I promise. And um, yeah, see you on the flip side, guys. I said, don't think about it.